Did you ever stop and think why spend too much time just getting ready? Let me be honest, I don't know one single thing that I haven't done to make you notice me. Let me be real here. When I see you, my heart starts racing, but I don't know if I like this chasing and playing and waiting around. It's a shame that my hands start shaking all of the time when you're Today is August 14th, 2020, Friday of the 18th week in ordinary time. I hope I have that right. And you are tuned in to Deacon's Discussions and Drinks. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another show, and we're live. I'm Deacon Tim Stout. I'm Deacon Dallas Kelly. I'm Fatherling Wynn. He's back. I'm back. <laughs> that was great uh, Sunday at Mass. I love that, by the way. You're back. <laughs> hey, we, 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 we're here in the studio again. It's Friday. It is the 19th, I've been corrected, the 19th week in Ordinary Time. And it's episode 19 of Deacon's Discussions and Drinks. Did you ever think that we would get to 19 episodes? Nope. I didn't think this pandemic could last this long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What kind of pandemic was it? <laughs> I have no idea. It's all begin with the toilet paper, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it did to begin with that. I think we're on the second round because it's hard to find that again. Is that right? <laughs> toilet paper and paper towels. It's hard to find anything. I'll be honest with you. Anything I want, I can't find. So, hey, well, we're we're doing a live sh- call-in show again today. We got we got stuff we want to talk about, obviously, and I put that kind of in the in the Facebook post that we put up before we go on. But we, you can call in the number six five seven three three two two six six seven. That's six five seven Deacons. You can also text to that number if you're camera shy and you just want to, you know, put a comment up. We also have a professional texter among us, Dallas Kelly, Deacon Dallas. He's he's an expert with uh, people texting him, right? That's right. He has his own personal text line. <laughs> Father Lynn does too. He has a he he's really good with his texting on his phone. So you can text them individually. Don't text me. I've got too much going on here that they they just get to do their thing. So, um, <laughs> and you can make fo- comments on Facebook and YouTube. So thanks for joining us tonight. We hope to have a good show. Um, did I miss anything there in the intro, guys? No, no, no. no. So let's let's just let's talk about current events. There is there anything going on in the world that we need to know about? Too many. No, not a thing. That concludes our show for the day. (laughs) Well, let's start with general current events before we get into long term topics. How about that? Okay, Dallas, you want to go first? Well, the thing. I got to find where. 
Um, where is that? Okay, Father Linda, you want to go first? No, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Now, this does happen to do with coronavirus. What's that? The, is that the pandemic thing? The premature birth rate has declined dramatically worldwide since the pandemic started. And scientists and doctors are trying to figure out why. In Canada, it is down 37%. So babies are going to full term. Full term. And I'm, what's considered a preemie, I'm not real sure. It probably was in the article somewhere. Here's a unbelievable. In Denmark, premature births are down 90%. Wow. Uh, our, Ireland is down 70%. And it says United States and Australia reporting lower numbers than usual. They didn't give the percentage on them. Wow. There you go. They've speculated now. What's the speculation? Because I've got an opinion. Well, I'm a in, scientist, so I get an opinion. <laughs> anywhere from uh, less stress because people's not working. I disagree with that. To people's restaurants are closed and their nutrition has gone up. That's the one I was going with. Good, healthy is going healthy, up. Yes. They're getting healthier. I, I, I think I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, we're eating, we're eating at home a whole lot more. I mean, we might, we might only eat out once. Once a week, maybe. I mean, and we don't really eat out. We we take we take out, but everything else is home cooked. We still eat out a lot more than we should. <laughs> <laughs> we DoorDash. We DoorDash a lot. I don't know. I, 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 that's interesting. I mean, I you know, I think there's a lot of health things that are going on. I think people are working out more. I see a lot more people walking in my neighborhood. I see, you know, more people working out. You can't buy any weights, by the way. Like, if you want to go buy barbells right. or any of that stuff, you can't find that stuff anywhere. Kind of like Dallas trying to buy a boat. Good luck with that, right? Yeah, and I'm headed to Cabello's in Louisville tomorrow morning to see if I can find one. So I think there's a lot of trends to help towards healthier lifestyles. One of the things I recognize a lot, I'm sure you are seeing this, I see a lot of dad pushing baby cart outside. <laughs> I've seen a lot of that. It was beautiful to see that. No, I... I I think there is definitely more family interaction. You can't buy basketball goals. You can't. You can't find trampolines. You can't find above ground swimming pools. You can't find freezers. Those uh, the top <laughs> lift up freezers. I've been looking for one. I called Deacon, Deacon Tim. Can give you one. I know somebody who. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna trade him, sell him one, but I was gonna have to get. I wanted to get a chest freezer, and I can get one in, in uh, February of two thousand twenty one. Well, what's the one you got? That's not considered a chest freezer. Sorry, I want a uh, upright. Freezer. Oh, upright. See, upright. I want a chest yeah. freezer. So I have a chest. It's just I know somebody that uh, went to Lowe's to buy a washer the other day, and they can't get one till September. A washer, the one they want anyway. I'm not right. sure. If it, I mean, that's just that's just part of it. I think you know. You, you, but you do going back to what you were saying. I think people are living healthier lifestyles. I think, but I do think think there's a tremendous. And and I've seen uh, articles about it, a tremendous amount of stress that are, is going on in everybody's lives. So I don't think it's stress related. Even if yeah. people aren't working, there is. I was talking to a guy today, uh, this week about this. I think it might even be. I talked to you about it too. About I'm on edge. I mean, oh, yeah. there's nothing. There is nothing normal anymore, Mm-mm. and it, it 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 really is frustrating to me. But the the mere fact once we announced was interesting. When I had this COVID, 
And there is a lot of concern, not for my well-being. That's fine, but concern among a parishioner. It got real. real it got fast. real, real <laughs> fast. And that you can notice, at least for me, the language of people very intense, and and you can feel, oh no, it's real. It's here, and he got it. Uh, so I do believe that the 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 level of stress is different than normal life stress. Because of the, we thought this thing only lasts for a few weeks, and now it into what five months now, and it's not going away. Oh, it's, it's not going anywhere, uh, and it's got legs. <laughs> I mean. You know, and, and I remember, you know, just tonight going to the wedding rehearsal, everybody wear masks. They don't question that anymore. Uh, it's a given. No, and I, and I that's one of the things that that I, I noticed. There's a there's a difference in, I don't know, level level of entunement to it, you know, where there, I mean, you've got all these people out there talking about conspiracy theories and stuff, and, you know, I, I'm so tired of hearing about all that stuff, you know, tired about hearing that Bill Gates is going to implant a chip in me. When the vaccine starts? Yeah, I'm going to get implanted with a chip, and nobody's going to know about it. It's going to be a secret chip. You know, newsflash. If more than two people know about it, it's not a secret. <laughs> so there, you know, there's not a conspiracy theories theory going on. There's not a conspiracy going on to not elect President Trump, reelect President Trump. That's just that's just that all that does is add to the anxiety and this nonsense of normalcy. I mean, I just wish it wasn't a presidential election year because that would cut everything in half. <laughs> But I'm stressed. <clears throat> I'm majorly stressed. So no, the stress is real. Um, the, the idea we ha, ha, has become so self-absorbed and self-contained, and then this new thing hit us, and we have no way of managing it. We spent billions of dollars trying to manage this reality from workplace <laughs> education. God. Yeah, we can get into that in a minute. If oh, you want. <laughs> but for me, for me, let me read this this letter that the Pope wrote to um, Carl Anderson. It's a beautiful remind them about the convention that the Pope greeted them, 139th Supreme Convention. Yeah, virtual is virtual. Virtual and some in person in August. The theme convention is fraternity is timely remind the vision that guide the foundation of your order. And this time, the world faced challenge of COVID-19 pandemic, and it is far-reach effect on people, economic, social life. The church as a whole feels the urgent need to reawaken and put into practice the solidarity and hope capable of, of giving strength, support, and meaning to our brother and sister. You know, it, it, it reminds the essential what, what faith is. You know, it gives a sense of secure and he, he go into the work of Father McGibney. You know, he talk about, don't forget that. You know, it, it's, it's a central time. You know, he call him the heroic. You know, he's going to be canonized oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in October. Absolutely. I mean, and it's, it's really, that, that's an integral. That, that letter really plays into one of the big programs that the Knights have this year, Leave No, ba- no, no, no One Behind. No Neighbor Behind. No One Behind. And, you know, it's 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 not just the service of the Knights, it's the service of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Right? And go on, this is a line so beautiful. Leave No Neighbor Behind program, often the Knight family, a true path of daily sac- uh, sanctification, 
okay, and Christian witness through the building up of family life, individual and society grow into solidarity, mutual respect, truth, mercy, and love. You know, all of that, isn't it? it, it it's, it's something that when people talk out there, is this work from God, this COVID that is, or from the devil. But more and more, it, it, it gives us a sense go into the spiritual sense, you think? Yeah, I mean— I was actually when we were setting up in here earlier. I was listening to a podcast talk just about that. And that you know, go back to the readings. I think it was two weeks ago where you know every, everything that we do, we have to do for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're in the midst of this pandemic, we forget that exactly. Right? And that's to me, you know, I get my sense. My weeks are chaotic as heck, but the one sense of normalcy that I get every week is Sunday mass. And there's nothing normal about it, right? <laughs> we're, we're on the front steps of Cardone. But I see people. I, I, I engage with people. We engage with people, but it's in a different way. But it's, to me, that work that we do on Sunday, and if we can do it throughout the week at other masses eventually, that's where we're laying the groundwork for the people to come back to come back to the church. Because there's still a lot of people that haven't been to church. Right. And, you know, I don't... To me, it's difficult for the bishop. It's difficult for the priest to sit up there and say, whenever the time is to come, there's still going to be a certain number of people that are going to be scared to death to come back to church. Yes. And, you know, that that balance between that dispensation that's in place, still in place here, it's been lifted in one diocese. I think it was North Dakota. One, one diocese has lift, lifted that. So this, the requirement is back. I'm pretty sure it was North Dakota. But that balance, I mean, how do you tell somebody – You got to save your soul when they're scared to death for their life. You know, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's hard, and that's that's the dichotomy of this, and that's where we have to minister to people, right? We have to be present for people, but you can't be present for people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, got, you can do it six feet away. Hey, how you doing? No, it it works both ends, isn't it? You know, one one side, each each and every one of us fear out there, and have to relook at what is the faith mean. At the same time, the church has a great responsibility to remind people about that faith. You know, that's why you like the Mass, because it's the only thing consistently of normality. It's about the Eucharist, right? right. It's about that. I agree. Now, the, the state that you said has lifted the obligation, uh, is there still so distancing in that state? Yes. I don't... That's... Uh, how do you lift the obligation and you still got to stay apart? What if you can't fit everybody in your churches? You know, but I was, I was, I mean, uh, I'd have to know more about, you know, I was listening to uh, a YouTube video from my home parish in Louisville. Um, I was seeing how they went back and I was looking at some of their masses and stuff. Uh, just trying to compare and look forward to when we get back in the church. And uh, they did a video and, <laughs> you know, the, the, it's actually the youth minister doing the video and he gets out in front and he says, you know, get here early because at 1030, we're locking the doors. And if you get here at 1020 and it's already full, we're locking the doors. So don't be offended. You're not getting in. <laughs> and here you're supposed to keep the doors open, right? <laughs> so well, nobody... They have the doors open so nobody touches it. But when it gets full, then they shut the doors. And that's the message is, you know, you're not coming yeah. in. But... You know, it's just, it's that dichotomy of things, right? That 
that that difference. And I think that's one of the things for us and to have an outdoor mass. I'm surprised that we haven't picked up more people out of um, out of Lexington to come to our mass, uh, just because there are no limitations except you got to keep your social distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, no getting a ticket, no getting online or anything like that. Well, with just all the program in Lexington themselves, some of the priests tell, told me that people not coming. Yeah, there's a fear. There's no doubt. There's a fear, and I think, like you said, when you uh, when you announce or when we announced that you uh, had COVID, you know, there was that fear. It became real for us. Uh, it makes you rethink everything, right? It makes you. It makes you think. Okay. When was the last time I was with him? <laughs> yeah. Well, and we had people emailing, texting us. You know, you were around Father Lynn. Make sure you get tested, and and we were tested, and nobody positive. No, just you, just me. You must have the right blood type. Uh, probably. Well, I can't say on the radio, but you know, kind of anti-Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> we are on the air. The the. The Chinese virus six five seven three three two two six six seven. That's six five seven three three two two six six seven six five seven. Deacons, call or text. All lines are open. Uh, you're, that, you're all scared. That was a long topic. That was my. We start off with my topic. Did y'all have you? Did, that was your current event too, though. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. tied together. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't really have a current event. I mean, I got a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much going on. I guess the biggest, I think the biggest thing really, there's two things that are huge from a, from a Catholic perspective that I think are going to be headlines for a while. There's probably more than two, but the two, the two biggest ones I think are, um, Joe Biden's faith is going to be a big topic and Catholic schools going back. In the state of Kentucky, which that already already was a big topic. Yeah, did you see the governor the other day? He wasn't happy. Oh, he's <laughs> he he's, wasn't happy. He calls irresponsible. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a I'm not an anti mask guy. I, I, I don't have no problem wearing a mask, not at all. I have I have trouble. I don't know. It's just like I said. I try to. I look at things. We talked about this in one of the shows, and somebody said. Tim, quit talking about all the data because it's just too much information. And I get it, but I—that's the—that's how I look at things. I look at things as numbers. And when you know, when when the governor gets up there, and I think he's done a, a pretty good job. And I know all the conservatives and the Republicans are go ahead, call in because we have lines open. You go ahead and call in and talk if to us. If you're mad at Tim, call, call in. in. <laughs> uh, I think he's done a pretty decent job. I think there is some inconsistency, and in, in, you know, where do you draw the line? about getting on TV every day and talking about how many people have died. And now we're, we're talking about how many people are, how many kids specifically are getting sick. And you know, the reason we didn't talk about kids before, but the reason we're talking about kids now is because of school. I I get that part of it, but you know, we have no frame of reference here. If 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 you look at uh, what's the number now the total number of deaths in Kentucky seven hundred right seven hundred something seven hundred yeah so you know if you look at that in comparison to other communicable diseases uh, other things that are preventable uh, it dwarfs in comparison in this state and I'm not saying uh, you know I'm not saying that it's not serious 
I'm not saying that it's not a real disease. I'm just saying the amount of focus that is on it at, at, at the governor's level seems to be out of proportion to with to what is actually transpiring, you know. And I don't have the solutions, and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be political here at all. I'm just saying, you know, if you look at 700 deaths and you annualize that out, and let's say it's 1,400, it's not going to be top five of causes of death in the state of Kentucky in 2020. Yeah. Now here's the real information. Okay, let me tell you a little bit of my my COVID experience. So two days ago, I received a uh, what do you call that thing? The certified letter from health department. Contact tracing. Okay. Two days ago. You've been clean for 10 days. Yes. <laughs> so I open it up. So, yes, they asked me to call them. If I'm not responding, they sent personnel this later letter that indicates. So I did call and find out <laughs> what's going on. So they actually contact tracing. And I say, well, I tell them the whole history of it. And I say, I'm basically negative twice now. And now you call contacting me, <laughs> and she apologizes. She say we are way behind, but we have a great conversation. But she say unfortunately, when there is positive report, they sent to us, no negative. When people complete back to negative, they don't want to send that information. So they request me if I can track down that negative and send to them so that they can close out whatever the, my case, I guess. And that it, it it's crazy. It, it's not. Did they want to put an ankle brace on you? They wanted to, but is it, no way in the head they're going to track all of that. But the point the point is, it is so inconsistent. You know, in, in that ordeal, it's kind of tough. So yeah. the information, like I said, I'm not against the governor. He's doing a great job. I mean, it's, info, impo- it's an impossible task. impossible task, right. but. It, it, but the information, it's all we pump out there is sound threatened. You know, I'm not surprised when people hear I got COVID, everybody gets panicked. Because all you hear is death. Bombarded with it. Positive. But the fact is, what, 99.8, I believe, recover. Nobody talk about it. You know, they have to be a balanced, kind of calm people down a little no, bit. No, to me, and that's I, one of the big, biggest things. I'm, I've got the number. I just pulled the numbers up. It's, 800, it's 804 deaths right as of today. It's 808 on the website. 38,000 people have tested positive. <clears throat> Only 9,000 are recovered. Do I, you believe that? I don't believe that. Mm-mm. I mean, there's, there's a lot more people that are recovered that's in that number. Like, right, Kate, right now, I am still positive. Even though you've in, recovered. And I recover already. So how long do you stay positive? Until, you, mean, you mean in the records? In the record. They're based <laughs> on that data. Yeah, you might want to clarify that. <laughs> you got to clarify that. That's on, on paper somewhere. Somewhere you're, you're counted. You're, in the statistics, you're counted positive. In the statistics, I am positive. Okay? But the, na- the, the recover, based on that woman told me, she asked me, tried to get, you know, the, the place that did my test came back negative twice can you get that information sent to her oh i see what you're saying so they they're required by law to send in a positive test but they're not required by law to say when you've recovered right and that's <laughs> why the number recovers so short sure. yeah i'm all about the data so here's another thing in this travel advisory right 
So there's one, two, three, four, five, nine states on the travel advisory. And it says right there, reporting positive testing rate equal to or greater than 15%. And then it lists the states. And one, two, three, four, five of those states are below 15%. Even though it says greater than 15%, but they're below 15%. You know, it's just the inconsistencies like that that make you stop and think, okay, update that thing. I mean, you're only talking about four states now, Texas, Idaho, Mississippi, and Florida. That's it. You know, things are getting better. You had these, all these states on there. It's getting better. You know, they're telling teachers that they can't go. They, they suggest that they not go on fall break to any of the hot spots, which Florida is obviously going to be a hot spot. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's at 17.6%, so it's coming down. But, you know, you, you can't go to these places. Well, if I go rent an Airbnb in Florida – and I'm on a beach by myself, I'm cooking my own meals. It's a little bit different to being in a crowd. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, didn't I hear, ain't they going to do, I thought they were going to do away with fall break so that you couldn't go anywhere. Uh, they have not said that. Uh-huh. You talking about at the Catholic schools or are you talking no, about pu- public schools? Public schools. I uh, have not heard that because actually the Well, dates, Scott County is not going to open until October, right? Well, yeah. It's got, I think the schedule currently is come back for a week, then you're off for a week. Oh, okay. And if a teacher wants to call in and give us the full full of schedule as it stands today, that's 657-332-2667. So you got to work that in every once in a while. And I'm sure that Steve's splashing it up on the screen every once in a while, too. So yeah, it's just, you know, it makes you crazy trying to keep track of all these numbers and, and make good decisions. You know, I deal with it at home. I deal with it at church. I deal with it at work. I, you know, I'm tired of dealing with it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It's just, you know, and at work, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's complicated. I mean, that's why, I mean, don't get me wrong. I glance at the news occasionally to keep up with what's going on. But most of the time I turn to te- I don't blame from, you from start, of course, I'm retired. I'm not at work. Keep, you see, I've got things. I mean, during my cleaning and everything I do from start to finish, if you have the TV on, they're talking about the pandemic. It's constant. It just, oh. <laughs> now the election's taking over, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're throwing the mix in there. So yeah, it'll, get, be, it'll, yeah. Be, it'll be a combination of the two. And I think but they're that, using that in the politics now. Who's to blame for not doing enough and as they're going back and forth with all that? So they're using the pandemic in politics. Yeah. And it's, I'll be honest with you, work is, is tough. Um, there's a, this fear. We're, we're labeled as essential like a lot of people are. And, and you know, we, we have, you know, we supply to people that supply to power plants and water treatment plants. So you, you get this, you take pride in that, right? You don't want to shut any of those things down. You want people to have electricity. Mm-hmm. You want people to have water. Uh, you want people to have be able to drive roads and things like that, and and so you take pride in those things that you're essential. But you there's also this this added sense of responsibility and stress because if you know if somebody gets it at work, it's it's going to have serious implications. Yep. And so, and you don't want to be the one person that brings it in. You don't want to be the cause of it. And you know, even our customers feel the same way. You know, we talk we talk about it quite a bit. That's and it just. The stress is just so high. Yeah. I feel sorry, and my wife being one, for the ones that have to wear a mask the whole day. Wow. We, the longest I wear one is during mass, and that, that's, man, that's, it's terrible. It's, it is an adjustment. You get, it, it just, you're, 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 
your heat of your body goes up tremendously just by wearing a mask. Yeah, okay. I think you get used to it. I, think I have a text right. coming in. You oh, ready to hear this? Yeah. Uh. I just got one too, but you go ahead first. I don't know if this is appropriate for Deegan tonight, but the pick of uh, Kamala Harris for the Democratic vice president is disturbing, as she has attacked the night Columbus. Oh, yeah. I did hear that. I, heard, I mean, which I already knew. Hey, I was in the Kavanaugh. Because we all Kavanaugh. pro-life, right? It, was, it, was a, it wasn't a Kavanaugh hearing, but she attacked Kavanaugh. She was the leader in the Kavanaugh prosecution. Yes. <laughs> but she also did it on a judge. It was a federal was, judge. Yeah. federal judge. Member of the Knights of Columbus questioned, you know, which is against the law for really her, for her to do that. But she went after him, and she went after him hard. A judge should, if you're going to be a judge, you should not be a Knights of Columbus because of what they stand for, she said. Yeah, that's correct. It's scary. Yep. It's the f- that would disqualify how many Knights are there nationally? A lot. Millions? Is it millions? Uh, I'll look it up. We do millions and millions. Or at least a million. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready. And and as we get closer to November, the commercials will be more and more. I mean, you can't even watch a YouTube video without a political commercial breaking in or from the start or right in the middle of your uh, YouTube thing you're watching. There's a political commercial, you know. Luckily, they got that little skip ad thing show up. Just click it off. <laughs> but you do have to watch five seconds. <clears throat> 1.7 million. 1.7 million knights are disqualified from being a federal judge. Is that the... Well, I mean, I guess I guess in theory. She didn't say this, but she could have said it. It we're, would be easier for her to say, you know, if you're Catholic, you, you're not qualified. qualified. Right, because the belief she went over by the knights is any Catholic was supposed to believe, right? Well, I mean, to be a knight of Columbus, you have to be a practical right. Catholic. So, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, one of the headlines that I saw, let me see if I can find it, was uh, Joe Biden was encouraged, what was it, by the little sisters of the, they inspired him, but he still goes to <laughs> Here it is. Biden says nuns inspire him to run. Plans to sue little sisters of the poor. <laughs> well, is he going to sue? Or is he just going to do away with the um, the uh, presidential thing that the Supreme Court ruled on? That's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. There's also he's running an ad. I don't know if y'all have seen it yet. The Biden ad uh, of him and Pope Francis. For real? Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. So, you know, I, that's why I, I kind of said that's going to be the, like, f- forefront. The cat, his Catholic faith is good. He is going to make his Catholic faith a part of the discussion for the election. And I'm not saying it shouldn't be, but if we're going to have a discussion about the Catholic faith, we need to talk, talk about the Catholic faith, not about Joe Biden's faith. Yes. So, but uh, I had a, saw a quote the other day, St. Augustine. If you read the gospel and you interpret it your way, it's not God's the gospel, gospel according to me. Yeah, it's, it's your <laughs> gospel. It's not the church's gospel. Jesus Jesus's gospel. So go figure. Hey, I got a text coming in too. Cool. Hey, we're getting texts. That's good. I like text. Longtime listener. Positive note from Jason Berry. What an amazing job to move the middle school to Cardone. It will be an awesome year for those kids in that environment. And Charlie stays two miles from Father Lynn's office if he's in trouble. If in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, that was a last minute decision, or not last minute decision, but it was a kind of a late decision, right? The plan late. was to move uh, preschool out here, and uh, that yeah. just didn't work out. Well, the preschool is require more ins- inspection with the state right now. It kind of hold everything, so the ship is say let's do the middle school out here. Uh, I think the team decide correctly in that. It's. Uh, I got a question for Jason Barry. Where was you last week when I gave my fishing report? <laughs> yeah, you missed an epic fishing. Go report. back and watch it on YouTube or Facebook if you want. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a live. Well, it wasn't live, but it was uh, on site. It was good. It was uh, a video report, which makes us our move to a boat. We need to do that before it gets to be code, right? John Carter said Actually, he's we, in. Jason we, Barry. Said we he's might want to do that when it does get a little bit cooler. <laughs> Believe me, I'm out on a boat in the hot sun, and man, it's hot. Ooh. Hey, next week, couple of night gonna come down in the fifty fifties. Fifty fifty. That's perfect. Go fishing. Fifty four. Fifty four. Highs in the seventies. <laughs> <clears throat> what have, have we thought about mass when it gets cold yet? Or are we just going to push through? We're going to we gotta ask for shovelers. Shovel. Snow shovelers. So instead of mowing the grass, we need professional snow shovelers. Show the shovel. <laughs> It'll be like at the football game, Steve, when it snows in the stadium, you get those shovelers coming out. And we need uh, anybody who are Packer fans, you should be experienced at that. You know who you are. Well, Jay- to- Jason's back, he says. He Baseball's consumed him. Did he hear? Did you hear? Jason, text me back and let me know if you heard the basketball call of Deacon Dallas's most famous moment <laughs> in his high school. We could, we could play it again. We play it again for. Uh, <laughs> we can do that. J- Jason, text me back. Did you hear the call of Dallas winning a ball game? Because if not, we're going to play that that towards four, the later of the forty-one game. Forty-one years ago. Forty-one years ago. Not today, but forty-one years ago. So, so anyway, Joe Biden's faith going to be a topic. Catholic faith is in the forefront right now. I, I posted a Facebook comment the other day. Either it's genius on the parts of the Catholic schools to get enrollment, right? Mm-hmm. Because it will. It will lead to more enrollment. There's no doubt about that. Right. Or it'll be a catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's a great prediction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and in the weather today, it's either going to be the sun or no sun. It's going to snow or not. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I do think that there are a lot of parents that it's not just it's not just a desire it's not just a it's a it's not just a want it is a need that they get their kids back to school oh, it, yeah. it has an impact on people's ability to do their jobs to go to work you know child care is I heard a stat the other day that fifty percent of all child care centers in the United States could close as a result of the pandemic Wow think about that Think about what that does to the working <coughs> families, the yeah. average working families, and then also think about what it will do to the cost of childcare. Yep. I mean, childcare was already astronomically high right. anyway. So, anyway, that's that's a prediction. What? Do you- but for me, I, I think you know the the bishop makes the right move. It's time to try it. You know, I've been with our task force here, deal with our school. And they work diligently. You know, we have doctors and professional, and, and look at this at every angle and position ourselves, reshape ourselves in a way to to maintain social distance phase. And, you know, it's it time to try it. You know, you, can, you can't delay. Uh, I can see in public school much more difficult, yeah, because it's much, much, much larger. 
And the discipline probably is not as good as Catholic demand. Um, I, I, you know, talk to Father Norman over Lexington Catholic is the largest, and they very strict. You know, if you come in here and not follow the protocol, they kick you out. They will kick you out. <laughs> well, that's I mean that's kind of the discipline you have to have, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I don't, I don't, and I don't think a lot of people. I don't know. I've I've, re, I've read a lot of comments and stuff. Even from our own parishioners, uh, not just our parishioners, but I'll say known Catholics in the Diocese of Lexington that think it is a wrong decision. And, and I, I really think that we have now put every decision that is made in the political yep. arena. Mm-hmm. So it's no longer what's a good decision. Now, is that a Democrat or a Republican response? So if and if it's a Republican response then if I'm a Democrat, I have to be against it or vice versa. And that's not what the, that's not the case. And that's definitely not the case for the church, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I, I I mean, if anybody thinks that Bishop John made a democratic, (laughs) uh, sorry, a conservative decision, he didn't, he he based it on what he felt like was the right decision for the church Mm -hmm. and what our ministry is and how we care for people. That's my opinion. Well, there was, you remember a, a few, I think about a month ago, you know, the governor kind of suggested we need to shut down church again. Yeah. And the bishops, you know, is so inconsistent on that. We can't do that. We are doing fine. So. Now, the, here, and here's, here's the inconsistency. If you really believe the mask are, or will solve a problem and kids in school are wearing masks. What's the problem? What's the problem? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. And if it if, either works or it doesn't. Right. And the biggest schools in the state, they're opening up. Mm-hmm. They might be changing the way they operate, but the universities are opening up. And, you know, yeah, they're going to have protocols in place, but there is no way that they'll control it as well as the church will be able to control their schools. Exactly. So, I, I you know, will there be cases? Yes. Oh, yeah. And you know, you're going to get, see, we told you. Yeah. That's, but, com- that's coming. But, I mean, we could have said that about you, right? Exactly. Right? We could have shut everything down and just walked away. We did. We shut it down for a week. For a week, which I think was prudent. We tested. You tested. You tested. I tested twice just because. And we. Plus. plus And and all three of us, actually, Steve, you, Stiles, and myself, somebody in our household is getting tested regularly. So we have a barometer in our households, right? We know it's if 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 we're if somebody in our household gets it, we're going to know it. And if we get it, we're going to know it. that's how yeah. we're going to know it. Plus, we might not even took those extremes, but he is the priest. You without a priest, you have no mass. So. Correct. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So if it was somebody, if it was me or you, we might we might not we might have still had mass. But uh. I did ask for a sub. <laughs> <laughs> you said no. Nobody's willing. <laughs> it's true. It. it you know, to have this experience, interesting because it's affect everything around you. You know what I'm saying? The 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 contact tracing, and definitely with with us in this, you know, this show right now, uh, and it's easy to in in that point. And then we have to trace back and back and back. So you have to. Well, we are six feet apart. You know, put a stop a little bit. You gotta get this on camera, Steve. So I'm doing my six feet. But in my 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 tracing <laughs> the. Would you hand me a beer, Dallas, from six feet away? <laughs> The COVID that I, you know, we got, the, the reason I found that was indoor mass, yeah. you know, with mask on. 
Yeah. So that's, you know, that's the, that's the dichotomy. I'll tell you what, let's, while we're, we got to refill our beers because this is a uh, deacon's discussion than drinks. Let's just, let's just listen just for a second to this recording. Okay. 24 seconds left to play. They trail by one, 83-82, Dallas Kelly, right-hand corner, back outside of Mark Lynn, out of Darrell Beal. On the baseline to Lee Gale, drives, puts it up, hits the side of the board, Scott's got it, flips it over his shoulder, Gale gets it, down to Kelly, and tips it in! Dallas Kelly! Tipped it in with seven seconds left to play in overtime, and Western now leads 84-83. That was a wild play. Gales took it in, hit the side of the board. Scott got it, but was falling away from the basket, had to flip the ball over his over his head, actually threw it behind him, and going up in midair, taking the ball and tipping it in was Dallas Kelly. Mid midair. Sorry, you have to get up, Fowler. <laughs> Midair. I mean, that's I don't know. I've heard that three or four times now, but I was so far <laughs> above the rim. I was gonna dunk it, <laughs> but my chin was hitting the rim, so I just laid it. <laughs> As I, that's, how I rem- that's how I remember it. <laughs> that you know, that was for you, Jason, just because you hadn't heard it before, and anybody else that hadn't heard that before. We have a star among us. Dallas. That was back Kelly. when I could raise my arm over my my head. <laughs> and that game was in overtime. I mean, that's just that's an that's an amazing thing. So, hey, let's go back to school just for a second, um, please. I've, I've done been to school. I'm tired of. No, not that school. I'm talking about <laughs> schools opening up. When does school open? The seventeenth. No, seventeenth. So is that Monday or Wednesday? Wednesday. Oh, excuse me, nineteenth. Going to be on Wednesday. Check the bulletin. <laughs> just say it's just in case. What the principal told me this morning. <laughs> okay. So excited about Cardone. I think a lot of people are excited about Cardone. I think Cardone. so. Yeah. Our people did a tremendous job. Uh, it, it, you can't. It's beautiful. A lot of good work. Back. A lot of hard work. I mean, with the masses in school, it's unbelievable the amount of work that goes in. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say this again. Even this show. I mean, you all get you all get the easy part of the show. You don't get the easy part on Sundays. You you all don't. But Steve and I will say there's a lot of little things that go into tonight and Sunday, and they all have to work together. Yep. And so when you take that and you put that on the level of a school, and especially moving to middle school out here, you know that that committee has done an, an unbelievable job, and we got another committee that's working on adult formation, right? Yes. So. Uh, Parish Council President Jay Jansen's working on that. That committee's done a lot of work so far. Kind of got interrupted for a couple of weeks, but I think we're back on the. We got Wi-Fi in both buildings now. I don't know if you do that right? or not. Yeah, that got finished up today, so we've got uh, technology in both buildings two and three at Cardone now. So we're. I mean, you know, we've got to move forward. Yep, we have to move forward. And uh, I guess the next step will be talking about masses, just in in general in as general, the weather comes. Right, right? we've been lucky. Really, I mean, we've been with blessed. Sunday mass, yeah, we've been blessed. God's hand is at play in our ministry. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, we haven't had any severe weather. We've had some hot days, some really hot days. Uh, but in general, I think it's it's been good. I think our our parishioners, our counts have been pretty good. You know, I think they were down a little bit in the last last week or so. I think uh, still above 200, which is to me is a 
Um, I mean, you know, we got we got what was the highest we got four something four fifty one week for confirmation was it four fifty or first communion was four four hundred and something wasn't it no over over five five yeah I'd like to see that every Sunday but I you know that's not realistic uh, people are going on vacations right <laughs> there were vacations uh, so hopefully you know we'll see a little bit more people here Sunday I think we need to do something a little bit different in liturgy too I th- I think we need to I think we need to bring the incense out. Actually, we need to bring the gong out back. Bells, bells. gong. Oh, the bells or the gonger? The gong so people can That's hear for it. Lent. Bells not heavy enough. I think we should process into. I think we should. I think we from should, the parking lot. From the parking lot. I think we need to do something. We need to up our game a little bit. Okay. That's six more things I got to go to the there church. There go six get. more things. The detail, <laughs> got, the detail that Deacon Tim talk about. The detail. Hey, Steve and I got big boxes now. We carry our stuff around. Get you a box. <laughs> <laughs> get you a big box. Hey, and you, nobody's using it at the church. I mean, it's not like they're going to use incense at a wedding, right? That's right. not happening. We use so, it at adoration. So, uh, oh, that's true. But we have two. It, can it, you ever use incense? Can you use incense at a wedding? I've never. You can, yeah. I've never seen it. I mean, have you done it? I have done it for, you know, big, high solemnity. Like the, uh, you did a Latin mass for a wedding once? No. <laughs> you ever did a Latin, ma- Latin mass? Yes. How long ago? Uh, Many years? I would say 10, 15 years ago. Wow. Could you do one now if you had to? Yeah. You know, doing them with the Father Valentine, God rest his soul, he died. I remember him. He he was something special. <laughs> he looked like a turtle, too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I got texts coming in. Do we want to use them? Yeah, go, go ahead. Use them. Okay, this is change. Hold on, let me. I mean, you are a superstar. <laughs> midair, Dallas Kelly. He walks on midair. <laughs> I thought you had it queued up. Well, I well, wait a minute. I, I have, hold, hold that. Okay. We got a caller. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Y'all ready for this? Oh yeah. A caller. We got a caller. Go ahead, caller. You're live on the air. Good evening. First time caller, long time listener. Neil Thompson. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Neil. How's it going tonight? How are you? All right, how are you guys doing? Jay Jansen gave me some grief a couple weeks ago for not calling in, so figured I'd give you guys a shout this evening. I think we're doing pretty good, man. We're uh, we just like you were listening, and part of what you screened in on was uh, schools reopening. You got to be uh, excited about that too, huh? Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's good. Um, you know, we were, you know, we, you know, kind of talking a little bit what you all were were saying. We're uh, a house both of us work um and both in cells so the last five months have been pretty chaotic and hectic around our house keeping kids in order and working and you know our kids have been you know maybe it's good maybe it's bad compared to what people say but they've been in a summer program the last two months so all's been well there no no covid outbreaks or any positive cases so so is that like a summer camp type Business thing? Business as usual just, for school. Like, just a summer education yeah, summer, program? summer camp. And yeah, no, summer education program. And no COVID issues there at all? No COVID at all. The, the first day, the first day we were there, um, 
that it got closed down for a day because one of the teachers had a fever. Um, but she tested negative and they opened back the next day. There'll be a lot of that. There were, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, it's, and you know, it's, I've been reading all the articles as I'm sure you all have too. And look, you, if you look at our, our neighboring state, Indiana, which has a lot more cases than us, they all started back to school today. I saw kids on Facebook posts getting on school buses, wearing masks and, and everything. So I don't think Kentucky is any different, you know, so. No, it's, I mean, I think back and definitely, I think, I think people get the seriousness of the, the mask. Um, there might be some demographics yeah, that, that don't, but I think in general, I know, think the vast whether you do, whether you do or don't, you know, wear a mask. I mean, is it really going to kill you to, to wear a mask around when you're out in public? You know, it's kind of like that, that, that kind of anyway. leads to my question. I always like to ask people when they talk about abortion and whether or not life starts at conception. I always like to say, what if you're wrong? What if, what if life does really start at conception and your belief isn't? And I say the same thing about masks. What if you're wrong about masks? What if a mask really does make a difference and you don't wear it? You know? Yeah. So it's an easy thing to do. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's not like we're wearing a, a self-contained breathing apparatus. <laughs> it's a mask. And it's no, a, and it's a billion-dollar industry, by the way. I don't know if you all heard that news mm-hmm. story. <laughs> mask, making masks now is a billion-dollar industry. And I'm not talking about the three M masks. Yeah, I'm not talking about the three M N95 masks. I'm talking facial coverings, a billion dollar industry now on Etsy. You can get an MLB, you can get an MLD one now with your favorite team on it and your favorite player's number, and I mean anything and everything you want, you can get on a mask now. So, all right, Neil. Well, thanks for calling, man. What else can we do for you? Anything? Any other thoughts? What about no, Sunday Mass? Have you guys been able to go to Sunday Mass at all? What, what's your thoughts on that? Or are you watching we, live stream? Yeah, we we have been, you know, one, we haven't been a lot. And, you know, why? That's not, I don't I don't have a good answer. But it's interesting to see how we're doing. Like my mom, she lives in Louisville. Um, she goes every morning to Mass. Wow. Um, you know, they're open in person. Um, and on the weekends, you know, she's been going, she always goes to like the 4 PM mass or four thirty at what parishes, Mount What's your Carmel home or St. John B Mount Carmel, Mount Carmel. Okay. That's um, where my mom and dad live right there. by Mount Carmel. Where'd she live at? My mom and Dude, dad. Yeah. I re- yeah. 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 I w- we were, I was born and raised, uh, in Scottsdale right off new cut. Yeah. They live right off new cut. So uh, Auburn Oaks, um, Auburn Oaks. Oh, yeah, that's right across the street from Scottsdale. Yeah, that's where my mom and my brother and my sister yep. live in Auburn Oaks. Did you know that? Did you know that Dallas yep. Kelly's a basketball superstar? <laughs> uh, I saw I saw the video from. Hey, he's a you know, Dallas and I are, are South End kids, unlike the the East Ender that's on the uh, on the other side of you. He there, lived Dallas. in the rich. You know, he's he was uppity. <laughs> <laughs> he, he a Trinity, had, a Trinity kid. He actually knew where, school. He actually so knew you know. where his three meals were coming from. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. James DeBeast. I couldn't go to Saint. Oh, you went to D. I sales? couldn't go to Saint Extra Trinity. You so D. I went, sales? I did. Yes, sir. Oh, cool. Well, so, several of my family members went to Iroquois, and then we moved. Okay. Yeah. Moved, and I went to Western. The sales has really done, I think, pretty good. They used to be real good in oh, football. Yeah, they're doing. Yeah. yeah, they're doing. They're doing great. They're getting. Um, 
you know, their their uh, enrollment is right where they want. They don't want to get any bigger, really, than where they are. They just build a new sports complex. Um, they're they're doing well, getting some nice things. And and I happened to look at their tuition like a month or two ago, and heck, they're right up there with San X and Trinity now with tuition. So. Yeah, Nothing I think, changing there either. you know, something I talked about <laughs> a couple of weeks ago when we had, I don't know if it was Dr. Reinhardt, I think was on or whatever. We were just talking about Trinity was always kind of the, the, the poor school in the East end, you know, St. X was always the, the wealthy one, obviously. Uh, but I think what's, what helped Trinity out. And the same thing that I think is helping to sales out is, uh, alumni, right? Successful alumni and giving back to the school. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. And they've, and the sales has done a good job to sell the last They've done a really good job the last six or seven years kind of getting buses to get out to those East End spots to pick up kids and, and bring them out there. Um, so they're getting a lot more kids from the East End side of the, you know, the archdiocese schools as opposed to just getting the South End kids. And they have a, don't they have a really good soccer program from what I remember? Soccer? Yeah, I was thinking that they had a really good soccer um, program. I mean, their football, their football program's strong now since they moved out. Since they started the division, they won you know two state championships, and they're usually pretty strong in in football. I'm not sure if their soccer team is strong or not. Of course, you know what Tim's thinking right now. They don't, you know, they don't have to play t- Trinity for that state championship. <laughs> yeah, they're not. <laughs> but they did. They did beat Saint X two. They did beat Saint X two years ago. It was a that was a shock. Um, I remember that. I do so remember now, that. It's not that, Trinity. That it's was not Trinity, but hey. It, no, but it was in. Was it at Saint X Stadium, or it was at the opening of one of the stadiums? I think it was Saint X's new stadium. They they won, if I recall that correctly. Yeah, it was. It was either the opening of the Celtics' new stadium, or you always like that when you when you go into a stadium and yeah, you're in the first game something... and you're a rival, <laughs> like Kentucky and Louisville. Remember that Papa John's Cardinal Stadium? Yeah, first I think I think when the Cells opened theirs two years ago, they were the. I want to say one of the only high schools in the state that didn't have their own football field. So it was a long time coming for them. They were always they would play on Air Force Field or Manuals or Southerns. They always had to mix it up a little bit. Catholic education alive and well, and I'm they're opening up yeah. too. So it should be exciting. They are. Well, Neil, we appreciate right, the call. Gentlemen. Thank appreciate you. Thank you call. for calling in. Appreciate yep. it. Thanks, bro. All right, y'all have a good night. You, you too. too. See ya. Dallas, you got one more? We'll do one more. Well, this one, you talking about a text? Yeah, you got a text. Right? Well, this one might be a long one, but uh, we'll try it. Um, Is it a theology? Put it, what's the what's what's the topic? Marriages and annulments and stuff like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> pretty, that's a pretty simple thing. Dallas, I have a question. What's the difference between a convalidation, a radical sanation, and a Pauline privilege? Say that again. Give me those three. Convalidation, radical sanation. Don't know that. Don't know that one. And Pauline Google privilege. Oh, I know. Father, it. you want me to take it or you want to? You can take well, it. Well, okay. But the, two of those are not anywhere close to being anywhere. One convalidation is not has anything doesn't have anything to do with it. Well, one or all three. All three has to either do with trying to validate a marriage, a current marriage. Or trying to get your situation into where you can enter into a valid marriage. Okay, a convalidation is when you have uh, you have a civil marriage, maybe a couple, and uh, for some reason, generally one of them is usually well, it could be both Catholics involved, but uh, most time it's a 
one one of the spouses is Catholic and the other one is a non-Catholic, and the the Catholic Church does not recognize their marriage as a valid sacramental marriage. And that happens a lot. Yeah, so they will ask the church to convalidate it, which is uh, a lot of times you'll, you'll hear, bless your marriage, but the actual term is convalidation, where they'll go before a deacon or a priest, and uh, they will basically do the ceremony again, and the church will now recognize their marriage. Have you done one of those? Yes. Have you ever done one of those, Father? Too many. <laughs> <laughs> I've done one, too, so we're, we're, we've all done them. And then you have a... Uh, we should probably be doing a lot more than we've done, right? There's okay. probably a lot of people that could use some convalidations out there. So if you're listening and you're unsure whether your your marriage has been recognized in the church, call one of us three. We'll, we'll be glad to work with you, right? Yes, we can, can... All three of us here can convalidate your marriage if the church does not recognize your marriage. Currently. Right? What about Current, radical sanation? Yeah, Radical that? sanation is when the convalidation is when both the parties are in agreement that they want to convalidate. The radical sanation is generally when one party, and it's generally the Catholic party, but not always, and they are in an invalid, the church would consider an invalid marriage, and the other spouse does not want to participate in a convalidation. So you can petition the ordinary for a what's called a radical sanation, which would, uh, because of the uh, 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 apostolic succession given to the bishop and the authority, he can sign a radical sanation, which validates your marriage, even though just one of the parties want to participate. Is that correct, Father? Well, I'm recanting law for you. <laughs> so the radical sanation of an invalid marriage is a convalidation without the renew of consent, right? Which is granted by competent authority, which is he say the bishop, and tell the dispensation from the impediment if there is one from the canonical form. Yes, if it is not observe the retroactivity of canonical effect. Convalidation occur at the moment of the granting of the favor, retroactively, however, it is understood to extend to the moment of celebration of the marriage unless other provision express, expressly made. Yes, you won't repeat your vows. It, generally, it, one, one, the Catholic will petition the church, like their spout, you know, the, the convalidation. So it's, a mixed, it's a mixed marriage, most likely. Yes, most most likely. The other spouse does not, you know, the convalidation, both agree to come up and re, and uh, do the vows. This is where one of them don't want to have any, like, don't want to have anything to do with it. But the the one doing the petition, once their marriage convalidated and recognized by the church, they'll get a radical sanation. And then we get into... Uh, Who can do that? What? A radical sanation. Everybody. Because we don't really do anything. You're basically... You send an application in to the, oh, okay. to the ordinary. To yeah. the, uh, so it's not a canonical right. Court. There's not a right then. Right. You won't You won't do anything, basically, but paperwork. Um, and then the Pauline privilege is... Pauline privilege is trying to get someone's situation who maybe the church doesn't recognize. Let's, let, let me give an example. I think we had a case like this, Father, uh, a few years ago. Somebody was divorced, okay? And they were wanting to get married with another individual, 
and enter the church at the same time. This person was not Christian, was not <laughs> wasn't baptized, wasn't baptized, and their spouse from the marriage that they got divorced from was not baptized either. So you're talking about two unbaptized people. They would apply for a Pauline privilege. And this has to do with uh, Paul, Paul, St. Paul giving privileges the same way back. Pauline privilege, yeah. yeah the in the early church. To the Gentiles. The privilege of the faith. Yeah. Because, you know, you had a lot of people tr- converting back then. One would convert. The other one would leave the, spa- the, the spouse because they were converting to Christianity. So it's, that has to do with two unbaptized persons. Right, for the privilege of the faith. <laughs> and, and if they get a Pauline privilege, they are free to marry in the Catholic Church. We should do a whole show on... Annulments and... Uh, annulments and convalidations and just different scenarios. Oh, we can do that. Now, I mean, was that right, or did you have something to add no, from that's the, it. But that involves two unbaptized when they they were unbaptized at the time of their civil marriage, which which is different from somebody a Catholic that gets married without the per- permission of their bishop. What, what is what's the proper terminology for that? The what? When a Catholic gets married outside of the church without the permission of his bishop, in a, in lack, a lack of form, or? lack of form, I guess, lack of form. That happens a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But and if you want to get married in the Catholic Church to an unbaptized person, you have to get a uh, dispensation of cult. I think it is called. And if you don't get that, then that's another reason for annulment. Hey, can, Dallas, if, if if you've got married outside the church, outside the church, right? You have a fan. You have a classmate. What year did you graduate from Western? Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Who's texting you? Man, you're old. Your class. <laughs> Who are you texting? <laughs> Your fan. <laughs> who's is my who's is my is, who's uh texting you? They want to remain a secret. Remain a secret. <clears throat> hey, you know, we, we gotta do the same of the day today because it's such a big thing. Don't you think? Oh, Maximilian Colby, baby. Maximilian Colby. I mean there's not Davis a his life. What a great story! If you haven't if you haven't heard the story, it's great. It's an unbelievable story. It's a you know, I'll paraphrase it the best I can. You know, he's in Auschwitz. They're gonna they're gonna kill some people because they tried to escape. Is that right? A group of people tried to escape, and they yeah, were gonna to make a make a uh, example example of them. of them. And the guy that was going wasn't one of the ones that was going to the starvation chamber had a wife and kids and. Maximilian Kolbe said, I'll go in his place. And then and he was a priest, right? He was a Polish priest. And he he offered mass in the starvation cham- chamber, right. correct? So read the story. Unbelievable saint. And he is the saint of the day. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for August 14th. Today we celebrate St. Maximilian Kolbe. Born in Poland in 1894, Maximilian Kolbe entered the conventual Franciscans at 16 and was ordained at 24. He developed a strong devotion to Mary, a devotion that would offer him great solace in his final days. In 1939, when the Nazis invaded Poland and bombed their small town, Father Kolbe and his fellow friars were arrested briefly, then released. 
Arrest came again in 1941, and without trial or sentence, he was transported to Auschwitz. There he managed to hear confessions and celebrate Mass, using smuggled bread and wine. Several prisoners managed to escape, and in retaliation, ten men from his block were selected to die. Father Colby asked to take the place of one of the men, who was a husband and father. The stunned Nazi officer agreed to the exchange. Father Colby and the other nine men were stripped, locked in a cell, and left to die without food or water. After two weeks, some, including the Franciscan priest, were still alive. They were injected with carbolic acid and their remains thrown into an oven. Maximilian Colby was canonized in 1982 in the presence of the man he had saved. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Is that amazing? Uh, His canonization, the person he saved, was there. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you know, great story. If you haven't read about it, go read about it. I mean, obviously, you've heard the the gist of the story, but just an amazing saint. I like it. Hey, good show, guys. It was fun. Yeah, good to have you back. Good to be back. (laughs) We would like to bring some guests on. I'm I'm working on a a pretty good... Big show. I haven't told y'all about it yet, but anyway, down the road. Um, so if we can pull it off, that might be our first in-person show guest, in-person guest show here in a few weeks. So I'm going to keep it a secret for now because <laughs> that's what I do. Hey, SSFJ.org, SSFJ.org. Support our ministry. Support the church. Um, if you're... If you're still giving uh, with an envelope, I encourage you to switch to electronic tithing. It's just so much easier. There's no person-to-person contact. You can just push a button, which is, you know, that's kind of the 20th century 20th way. 20th century yeah, way, yeah. yeah. Just push a button, donate. Uh, you can support all the ministries at that link. Uh, anything from the special collections that, that take place, uh, you can, you know, restrict your donation any way you want, but support. Support the church, support its outreach. Uh, we have a lot of work to do in this community. Amen House, you know, Larry Elster's doing a fine job there, and they are in more need now than ever, I think. Uh, so a lot of things are going on in this community. Help support uh, the Catholics, the Catholic Church, and what we do in the community because, let's be honest, what are some things we talked about tonight on the show we need as much good news as we can have surrounding the Catholic Church, right? We need to, yes, because yeah, we're going to get uh, we're going to get attacked. It's coming. Get ready for it. So, hit like and subscribe, comment. We appreciate all the feedback today. A lot of people putting up notes and comments. We thank we thank you for that. But uh, definitely hit like and subscribe. No fishing report this week. Maybe next week. Dallas, if Dallas gets a boat, there's going to be a lot of fishing report. Just saying, <laughs> we'll be doing a show from the boat. So we're, we still want to make Showboat. that. We still want to make that happen. If you're listening, to John Carter, we need two boats. And Dallas doesn't have a boat yet, so we need a, a boat. We need a we need a fishing boat, and we need a camera boat. What we need. So I'm, I wonder if that'd be a ho- that's harder than you think it is trying to keep two boats together. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got pretty big lenses. We only we won't do four cameras. We'll only do a couple cameras. The hard part will be power. So we need a generator. Hey, if you want to be a part of the live show on the water, let us know. Right? It'll be fun, <laughs> won't it? It'll be exciting. 
Well, I've done. I did a, a live feed. You did. So I know that. Uh, no, I'm talking not the recording. The live feed. Remember? I saw uh, that. Yeah. So we know that it'll pick up out on that lake. So. Yeah, I don't know if we'll do it live or if we'll tape it and then edit it and to make it sure out. it does. Audio. Yeah. We'd have to have a lot of electricity to go, to go live to power everything up. So we probably won't do that. But hey, hey, I just want to say, just because I got the microphone, I want to say hi to my wife, Kelly. Because it's a birthday. It's not her birthday, but. You know, she, she's a teacher. She's getting ready to go back to school. She's been working really, 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 really hard. Bad, not until October. No, they're having online school. So they've been preparing for in-person. Now they're switching online. So just all the teachers in Scott County have got a curveball thrown to them. So, you know, they got a lot going on. I just want to tell her I love her. And she's an awesome teacher. I helped her put together her video. She did a video. I should play it for you. I'm not going to, <laughs> but it's an awesome video and she works hard. And I just wanted to tell her and everybody else. She's the best teacher in Scott County. Anyway, that's all I got. Paul Lincoln, can you give us your blessing? May almighty God bless you in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Amen. That's all I got. Blessed. Yeah. Yes. Until the next show or until Sunday, we'll see you Sunday, but we'll also see you next week. Right? That's right. I'm Deacon Tim. I'm Deacon Dallas. I'm Father Lynn. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Did you ever stop and think, why spend too much time just getting ready? Let me be honest. I don't know a single thing that I haven't done to make you notice me. When I see you, my heart starts racing But I don't know if I like this chasing And playing and waiting around It's a shame that my hands start shaking